Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Rifleman Radio Show on Appleseed Radio. Appleseed Radio is sponsored by the Appleseed Project, which is an offshoot of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association, an association dedicated to teaching rifle marksmanship and American heritage, dedicated to honoring those men and women who came before us. We owe those men and women who stood together on April 19, 1775, a debt we can never repay. But we can honor them by remembering them. And that's what we're doing. Welcome to the show tonight. This will be the last show in 2009. It's, uh, it's been quite a year. I was looking at the, uh, the thread for the show before I came on my posted a thread on the Appleseed Forum listening to the show and uh, I was looking on that page at all the shows that had been done I was kind of looking through there and then I got to the bottom of the page and saw that was just uh, one page out of three I guess uh, I guess we've done a lot of shows this year and uh, I I tell you it's been great for me because it is a chance for me to uh, to stop everything else I'm doing and just sit down and dedicate two hours uh, to connecting with uh, other folks in the program and uh, and getting a chance to talk about how much I care about the Appleseed program and the folks in it. 
and to thank them for all the hard work they've done this year, for all the hard work they do every uh, every time they show up at an event. When those folks show up on Saturday mornings, those are the real Americans. Those are the those are the real folks that you can count on. Whenever uh, whenever the days seemed really dark in 1776 when it seemed like nothing else could go wrong and the the colonial soldiers their enlistments going getting uh, coming up were leaving uh, by the hundreds and even thousands and Washington was asking himself what was he going to do Joseph Reed his secretary wrote a letter to one of his friends, and in it he mentioned he talked about the people who were there, the people who who were left. He said the the loud and uh, boisterous sons of liberty I can't seem to find. They're nowhere to be found. He said, and the people, when I look around me, the people that I see here are the ones I would have least expected. And on the Saturday mornings when I look at the crowd at an event, I think the exact same thing. Because it's not the, they're not the people that uh, you would see jumping up and down, uh, yelling, uh, they'll take my gun when they pry it from my cold, dead fingers. Uh, They're not the people jumping up and down yelling, give me liberty or give me death. They're the everyday folks, the folks that you see around you every day. They're the the unhung, unsung heroes of America. The people that have carried America over and over again through the dark times on their backs. And those are the folks... Uh, that the nation owes a debt of gratitude, stretching all the way back to April 19, 1775. Those were the folks that gathered together at Lexington Green, at the North Bridge uh, in Concord, and along Battle Road back to Boston. Those were the folks that we owe a debt of gratitude to the everyday Americans. There have been uh, there have been quite a few Appleseed events this year, uh, and uh, uh, luckily I was lucky to attend uh, to uh, to attend quite a few of them, and uh, and that's what I saw at each one of them. The everyday people that make up America, the folks that. Uh, they weren't sitting at home on their couch or still asleep in bed. They'd gotten up. They'd decided to do something to make a change in their lives. And they'd gotten up and they'd uh, driven, in many cases, hundreds of miles. At the last event here in Davila, we had uh, folks from Ohio, from Illinois, 
from uh, uh, Louisiana because they had wanted to uh, they wanted to do something uh, to make a change in their lives, and this is this is what they picked to do it. And I can't t- uh, I tell you it's uh, it is a great thing to start with. All right, in the upcoming year, we're going to be having a lot of shoots. Uh, And uh, I think back on just a couple of years ago when when the listing of shoots uh, took up less than one screen, one uh, computer page screen, that was it for across the nation in one year. And now it's uh you can sit there and, and spin it and a little bar at the side of the computer barely moves. And there's still quite a few shoots to be added. Starting off this year <clears throat> we have uh the January ninth and tenth weekend. We have Alagordo, New Mexico. Ninth and 10th. Also that weekend, Austin, Texas, Corona, California, Hubertus, Wisconsin, Fresno, California, Kingman, Arizona, Mayaka City, Florida, North Little Rock, Arkansas. Now, starting with Fresno, that's the January 16th and 17th. Along with Kingman, Arizona, 16th and 17th. Mayaka City, 16th and 17th. North Little Rock, Arkansas, 16th and 17th. Piru, California, 16th and 17th. And Yanceyville, North Carolina, 16th and 17th. The weekend of the 23rd and the 24th is Lemoore, California. Ramsar, North Carolina. Sacramento, California. And then the 30th and the 31st will be in Buckeye, Arizona, and Dilzura, California. Now, I'm going to give a quick reading here of the April shoots. April... uh, 17th and 18th weekend, because we have quite a few, and uh, I'd like to give you just a quick preview of those. We have Albion, New York, Athens, Ohio, Boulder City, Nevada, Brighton, Colorado, Burlington Flats, New York, Calverton. New York, Canton, Mississippi, Castro Valley, California, Cloverdale, Indiana, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Corona, California, Custer, South Dakota, Dalton, New Hampshire, Duluth, Minnesota, Durand, Illinois, El Paso, Texas, Elbridge, New York, Eureka, California, Eureka, Kansas, 
Hartford, Connecticut, Holderness, New Hampshire, Kamamir, Wyoming, Lodi, Wisconsin, Maynardville, Tennessee, Miamisburg, Ohio, Mayaka City, Florida, New Philadelphia, Ohio, North Little Rock, Arkansas, Osage Beach, Missouri, Pelham, New Hampshire, Peterborough, New Hampshire, Piru, California, Davila, Texas, and College Station, Texas. And that's just what's here so far. We're still going to add some more. Uh, I couldn't count that off while I was reading it, and I don't know what the, the current total is. But I don't know if anybody, uh, I don't think this has ever been done before, anything like this. I don't think anything like this has ever been done before by men and women celebrating April 19th, 1775. I think that uh, I think that our current in the current situation in our country is one where I think our country would rather we didn't remember April nineteenth that we didn't remember the fact that when the bonds of oppression became so great that it was time for the the people in the colonies to make a decision in order to form a more perfect union. I think a lot of times folks in our country would rather we didn't remember those things. That we didn't remember that we, the people of these United States, are the government that we, the people of these United States, that we are where the power in the nation rests. Uh, and I know that the people of the government don't realize, of the United States don't realize it, because if they did, there would be a lot of things different. You know, I tell folks when they come to an Apple Seed event, that first morning on Saturday morning I tell them listen if you've come for if you come for talk about changing the government through violent revolution if you've come to talk to because you think you're going to hear me talk about changing the country with the barrel of a rifle then you came to the wrong place. The days of changing the, the country with a barrel of a rifle are over. They ended during the eight long years of the American Revolution. That's what those guys did for us. They made it so that we would never have to go through that again, so we would never have to do that again. We would never have to suffer through eight long bloody years of a civil war and revolution in order to change the government, in order to make our wishes uh, known 
is to make our needs known and received. We can do that with our minds, with our pens, with our fingers in the, boat, in the voting booths. And that's where the real power lies in the we, the people of these United States. We simply have to wake enough folks up to get them to start doing that. And that's what Appleseed does. That's what we do every day of the week. We are building a huge uh, Paul Revere-type machine that aggressively goes out and collects folks, recruits folks to do the same thing, to become workers who will, first of all, get themselves off the couch and then wake up their neighbors, their friends, their family, their relatives, get them off the couch and involved in their lives. I know that I've told uh, you guys on the radio this over and over and over, and I'll just keep doing it because I don't know that it can be said enough. And that is that if you're depending on your senators and your congressmen to safeguard your rights and freedoms, if you're depending on your mother or your father or your son, or your daughter, or your husband, or your wife, or your dentist, or your milkman, or your lawyer, to safeguard your rights and freedoms. You're putting your faith and trust in the wrong place. The responsibility for safeguarding your rights is right there in front of you whenever you look in the mirror. It falls squarely on your shoulders. You are the person that's required to protect your rights and your freedoms, your liberties. You are the person with the sacred responsibility for this. You cannot fall asleep at the wheel. You can't delegate the responsibility for safeguarding your rights and freedoms to someone else. You have to do it yourself. You have to be responsible for safeguarding your own rights and freedoms. This is a message that we're putting out every time we come together as a group, that each and every one of us hold an individual responsibility for safeguarding the rights and freedoms that collectively, as a people, we receive from this country. The rights that are not government-given rights, that are not man-given rights, but are God-given rights. The rights that you are endowed by your Creator with. You can't forget this. You can't lose sight of this. You can't delegate this. You can't neglect this. This has to be on the top of your list. And that's why we urge you to come to an apple seed. 
to take the initial challenge of bettering yourself by becoming the master of your rifle, by making yourself the, setting the goal of becoming a better rifleman. And why is that? Because that's one of the, the few things we have left that ties us to the Founding Fathers, is rifle marksmanship. Uh, they didn't play football. They didn't play basketball. Uh, they didn't... Uh, they didn't get on the internet. What they did do was keep their rifle marksmanship skills uh, in a prepared state. Once you've set that goal and once you've mastered it, then the the following logical question is, what next? What now? What can I do now? And the answer is the road is completely open in all directions for you. Appleseed is not the end of the road. It's the very beginning of the road. It's the door that opens uh, to the road of taking responsibility for your life, for safeguarding the rights and freedoms of, for yourself, your family, your community, your state, your nation. It's a launching pad that sets you off on your path to becoming a rifleman. And what is a rifleman? A rifleman isn't just a 210 or above score on the AQT test that we give you the Army Qualification Test. A rifleman is a person who never stops learning. A rifleman never stops teaching. A rifleman continues to seek ways to protect the freedom the Founding Fathers left us, to improve himself, his home, his family, his community, his state, and his country every day of his life. A rifleman adapts, a rifleman overcomes, and a rifleman persists. And this is not just some uh, fancy gilded rhetoric that we throw around like popcorns and pennies. This is the code we live by here. And there's nothing wrong. I mean nothing at all. Nothing absolutely wrong with having a code to live by. No matter how many times uh, you hear the mainstream media or the talking heads uh, tell you that... uh, those days are over, that if you, if you survive by a code that you're, that you're corny or stupid or cavemanish uh, or archaic, that there is uh, no black and white, it's all gray, those folks have forgotten how to be Americans. And we're here to help them remember All right, uh, tonight we're going to, uh, we're just going to talk to folks about about the year 2009 and, uh, and about the things that, uh, the things that they saw, the things that they, they did, uh, that they enjoyed, 
uh, during the year this year. If you'd like to call in, <clears throat> the number is 347-308-8790. 347-308-8790. And uh, as always, my chat program isn't open. I'm sure you guys are probably in there chatting away, but... Uh, uh, Mine just won't, doesn't open usually until the middle of the program for some reason. I even came on and uh, and opened it up about uh, 25 minutes early tonight, seeing if I could trick it, and uh, I didn't. So, so I'll keep looking. But uh, if you'd like to call in once again, three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero, and uh, and we'll talk about the last year, about 2009, the events of the last year and also about 2010, what you'd like to see happening in the Appleseed program in 2010. Okay, we're going to take a call now. Uh, area code 580, you're on the air. Area code 580-278, you're on the air. Can you hear me? All right. Well, if you'd like to call in, it's area code 347-308-8790. One of the things that I'm really looking forward to in the coming year is each year it seems that we have a – that we – have like a restructuring of the program. Uh, and by that I mean, you know, kind of a, kind of a molting or a shedding. You know, each year we'll, we'll grow, kind of like grow too big for our skin. And uh, we'll have to peel the old skin off and, uh, and, and let it uh, shed some of the old ways, and so that we can expand. And uh, and every time we do that, uh, we open up positions for uh, for folks to shine in, and uh, and people do. I mean, uh, it seems a lot of times that uh, that people will flick some internal switch. And uh, all of a sudden, they will be uh, they will be traveling at light speed uh, in the program, and that always excites me to see that. We've got quite a few guys uh, doing that this year. Now, the day after New Year's, I'll actually be traveling on New Year's Day, but uh, the second and third, we have a uh, a master instructors meeting in Ramster, North Carolina. And uh the uh the meeting is open to all the master instructors in the program also. So if you uh if you're going to go make sure you hurry uh and get your uh your travel arrangements made. You'll need to uh, run them past Fred before you uh, before they're authorized but uh 
We're going to be paying for the master instructors and the senior instructors to come to the meeting in Ramsher. So if you uh, if you're a senior instructor, then we would like for you to think about coming so that uh, so we can let you know what we need from you as a senior instructor, uh, so that we can uh, we can get you groomed up and ready to go as a master instructor in the program. There's a lot of stuff this year that we're going to have to figure out, uh, um, as we do each year. We have to figure out uh, new ways to do things uh, each year. It's, uh, it was very simple a couple of years ago because uh, I knew every person in the program, uh, almost every uh, – uh, I knew all the members, I knew all the instructors – and I knew almost every uh, shooter too, <laughs> and uh, and now uh, it, it seems every other day that uh, I'm looking on there and seeing a shoot boss that uh, I might never have heard of before, and uh, the program is just growing very rapidly, and because of that, we learn things. Uh, we're learning things all the time about how to run the program more efficiently, uh, how to get the how to to run an Appleseed event more efficiently, uh, how to get the information out to the folks in a better and safer way. And so we're constantly uh, having to update and tweak the program and that's what we'll be doing this uh, this coming weekend. And we'd like all the senior instructors uh, that uh, can make it to come to Ramsher also so we can get their input and uh, include it. All right, I'm going to try, uh, try this, uh, the area code 580 again, area code 580278. You're on the air? Can you hear me? like to call in and uh, discuss this past year and the coming year, you're welcome to area code 347-308-8790. Uh, as I said, my chat program still isn't open. I'm guessing that uh, I'm guessing that is broadcasting okay. It's hard for me to tell because I can't uh, I can't run a, an open show page at the same time that I'm doing this show, uh, so I can't tell if I'm broadcasting live or not uh, unless I have the chat program open. And uh, right now the chat program still isn't opening. <clears throat> but if you'd like to call in, it's three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. I'm hoping that while we're having the master instructors meeting in Ramsford, North Carolina, that we'll uh, be able to get in a good deal of shooting. Uh, the Ramsford, North Carolina range is an absolutely beautiful one. It has uh, 500 meters 
and pop-ups, and uh, the range dips away from you at first, and then out uh, towards 500, it starts rising again. It's uh, it crosses a valley, and uh, it's just uh, absolutely beautiful range to shoot at. Uh, and normally, uh, I like camping there, but uh, I'm thinking that uh, I'm thinking that this this weekend I'll be in a hotel because uh, I won't be able to bring uh, all my camping gear with me certainly, and uh, I think we'll be in a a hotel. And also, I guess uh, uh, if you haven't read the note, I think that. Uh, Fred is wanting to do the Samuel Adams Hancock Jefferson thing and uh, and have uh, uh, between 12 and 15 instructors to a room uh, at the hotels because uh, I think he said that that really uh, uh, provides for a more comradeship and uh, and uh, and bonding. Now, I'm just kidding. It's, it's not that many, but uh, but usually there is uh, at least four to six per room, I believe. Uh, area code eight one two. You're on the air. Hey, Scouts Hawkhaven. Hey, Hawk. How are you doing? Good. You? Uh, I'm doing good. Hey, you're, uh, you're getting out just fine. Okay, I was going to ask if you would, <laughs> because uh, you know I always have that. Uh, I, I think one, maybe one time it happened that. Uh, that I did the show and uh, and for whatever reason uh, it didn't go out. But now there was a uh, a recording made of it, but it didn't go out. And uh, and then luckily I guess I didn't know because uh, I just went ahead and just did the show. But I can't tell unless I have the unless the chat program opens up for me, and uh, you know then I'll see people in there talking and stuff. Otherwise it's just kind of. Uh, you know, a hit or miss thing. How are things going with you, Hawk? Good, good, real good out here. Just wrapped up a 466 shoot year. I think that's what the last number I put on the update for 2009. So, 466. 466. What so far? What's the tally so far for 2010? Um, hang on a second. I knew this when I asked that. Let me pop the page back open because I was just update, uh, updating. 2010. I was updating it through June. And I did the uh, a read off of the the uh, weekend of the 17th and 18th, but I couldn't count and do the read off at the same time. I'm mm-hmm. a, little, a little bit challenged that way. But uh, maybe you can tell me what the, uh, the the count is for 2010, and then what the the count so far is for the 17th and 18th weekend, and then what we're hoping for. I know that we counted uh, 139 shoots through June so far, and we've got 46 shoots scheduled in April. Uh, 43 of those on April 18th or 17th, 18th. Okay. So we're we're cooking, and I, I haven't even started the second half of the year yet, but we've got uh, got them lining up out there. Right, and uh, and more shoots will be added as they go. I have uh, a huge stack. Uh, that I'm just waiting on approval for uh, from Texas uh, that I'll be sending in. Uh, there'll be uh, approximately uh, 
I guess, 14 to 16 from here, and then another dozen or so from across uh, the state that I'll be sending in. So probably another 30 shoots from here that we'll be sending in. I'm just waiting for approval for mine before before I send it in, and uh, I'm trying to rush the approval person, but it's not working very good. Uh, you know, last, by uh, showing uh, 236 nationwide so far for 2010. Okay. So we're, uh, what, a quarter of the way there? Right. Full for the year? And 43 so far for the 17th and 18th, for the yeah. April for the April 19th weekend, yeah. which is... Uh, which is pretty amazing because, uh, let's see, well, I'm trying to think back of, of when, you know, that was our goal, uh, our goal last year was the 50, and uh, and I don't think that, I, I don't think that by January we had very many listed, Mm-mm. so. <clears throat> yeah, Indiana's in the same boat you are, we're going through the. The uh, club cycle right now, getting all the uh, club schedules scheduled set down for the year. So, in a few weeks, we'll have a lot more hard numbers. Right, because a lot of the clubs, uh, a lot of the clubs are not posting, or they won't, they're not going to vote uh, or put these shoots before the board until 2010. So you got to wait for the the board to meet there. I've got uh, two clubs. That I'm hoping to add on as as monthly regulars in 2010, but mm-hmm. neither one of them are going to uh, neither one of them are going to know. Into one is in January, one's in February at the board meetings, and uh, I'm doing presentations at both of them, but neither one is going to you know we won't have any word until then. Yep. So it's going to be another exciting year. How many shoots uh, are the are you guys have running there now this year, this year? In Indiana, we had 17, so we'll be looking at 35 to 40 this coming year. Yeah, I had. Uh, <clears throat> well, you were you listened to the show the other day when I had uh, Mr. Tomes on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, Indiana is uh, has historically throughout the Appleseed program has been uh, one of the leaders of the program. As far as uh, the number of folks attending, number of events, and uh, and certainly the <laughs> the fervor with which you're done, and Indiana still holds the record uh, for the uh, for the highest attendance at Appleseed, and That's right. uh, <clears throat> and we're hoping. And I think that uh, I think that this year you guys have some contenders for the record, right? Don't we have? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's see, the event in Illinois. Yep. Yeah, we'll be happy to support them. I'd love to see someone else come in and, and turn in a multi-hundred shooter weekend. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I was talking to uh, uh, to Patriot Gal in, in Castle Mountain this uh, last weekend, and uh, they were hoping for around a 300 uh, person attendance. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm not sure that uh, there's very many events in the United States that have had uh, that many shooters. Uh, some of the big national matches, maybe, but that would be it. Certainly not uh, something that uh, just uh, 
the average Joe off the street can walk in and uh, sign up for, that's for sure. And I don't think anyone has ever done uh, the uh, 50 events across the nation. No, and we're looking at what, what's our goal for this year for 17th and 18th? 50, 200 shoots? 200 shoots, yeah. 200 shoots? Uh, and uh, it's a huge, it's a... That's a huge goal. That's a huge goal. <laughs> but uh, that's why that's why you have goals because right. uh, you know if you didn't there then there wouldn't be anything. So uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I'm. Uh, almost half of this year shoots in one weekend. That's that's going to be something to see. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'm doing the reading thing as I'm talking again, which never works that well for me. I'm looking at the shoot, shoot page myself. And, and the, uh, uh, it looks like that big weekend is going to be September 19th in Sparta, Illinois. Yeah. That's the big weekend coming up for Illinois this year. Right. Right, and we're going to uh, – we'll probably have to uh, – I'm sure that weekend will have to be uh, – that will have to be light, uh, you know, in some areas, to make sure that we get uh, a good showing of instructors there. But, uh, and I guess, uh, I don't know the range, but I guess it's set up so that it can handle that many shooters? Yes, yes, it's an absolutely huge range. Okay. I believe, I'm not sure, I believe it's the Illinois State Rifle and Pistol Association range, if I'm correct in that. Maybe someone will... I'll pop up here and uh, clue me in if that's not correct. All right now, you said that's the 18th and 19th. Uh, yeah, September 19th weekend in Sparta. Let me see what. Because I'm looking on, I'm looking here for it, and I don't see it. I don't see it listed on the regular the, schedule. The 18th and 19th of September. Yep. It may not be on the schedule yet. Yeah. Let's see if Eventbrite shows it. I'm going to. Uh, we'll, we'll be, I'm sure, shipping some instructors over to Illinois to, to help everybody out with that one. That's going to be uh, a whole lot of folks. That's going to be like one of the, the lines down at Fort Stewart a couple months ago. Yeah, now how many, you guys had... A uh, hundred a day. A hundred a day on the line there. Okay, I'm going to bring another caller on the line with us. <clears throat> uh, this is a the Skype caller. Okay, if you call in from your computer, I just uh, put you on the air. Yeah, it looks like the Sparta shoot was just confirmed, so it's not on the schedule yet. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, if you if you just called in uh, on your computer to listen to the show or to call in, uh, I opened up your mic. You're on the air. Can you hear me? Okay. And... Uh, let me try. Uh, let me try. 
area code 580. 580, are you on the, uh, are you awake yet? Area code 580-278. All right. Okay, one more. Area code 712, you're on the air. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm just listening to the show here. Okay. I, I don't have a computer, so I'm just listening to the show here. Okay, who is this? This is Mark. Mark? Yeah. Okay. All right. Is uh, Are you uh, a member of the Appleseed program? No, I, I, I was... Uh, um, in Wyoming a, a little over a year ago, and I and I was working up there, and I joined a gun club, and they had one, but I I didn't participate because my left wrist was messed up real bad at the time, and uh, so I never got to shoot that day. But I hope to find one in my area sometime that I would participate. Well, great. Well, how, did, how did you hear about the uh, the radio show? Um, Shotgun News. In the oh, shot, okay. in the shot, who's there? What is it, Fred's? Fred's yeah, page, Fred, Fred's column. Yep, yeah, that's where, I, that's where I heard about the radio show. Yeah, so I just just a minute ago or so I called in and and uh, yeah, he answered where, me. Where there. are you at in Wyoming? I'm gonna look at the schedule right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna find you an event to go to. Well, I'm, I'm I was just working up there. I'm I'm living in Western Colorado right now. Colorado. Okay. Yep. No, I can find you an event in Colorado pretty easy. Let me see There's, here. There is a, there is a um, something coming up in uh, over and around Denver. Oh, it, it might already passed. Well, it might already on the weekend of the uh, the April seventeenth and eighteenth weekend, that's our big event for the year. That's the uh, honoring the. Uh, April nineteenth, seventeen seventy five, in Brighton, yes, Brighton, Colorado. Okay. They're having an event. Yeah. Is that is that the only one in in the state then ever? That's the only one so far, I believe. I'm scanning through them right now as we speak. Uh, uh, but that's the only one that I see so far, is Brighton, Brighton, Colorado. Yeah, uh, you know if you. If you if you look through Fred's column there, he lists all them targets. Uh-huh. You know, all, the, all them AQT targets, yeah. Yeah. Which, which one of those targets did they shoot at that, did they shoot at that, um, um, apple seat? Well, we shoot all the targets, but, uh, the main no, one we shoot is the, it's called the Army Qualification Test, and it's the regular okay. big AQT. Uh, you have it's a you shoot forty rounds in three positions. You'll start standing. You'll shoot uh, ten rounds in standing. You'll shoot ten rounds in a seated position, seated or kneeling. Ten rounds in a transitional from standing to prone, and then ten rounds in a prone position. And uh, these are all timed. And uh, the uh, the two transitional stages where you start standing and shoot sitting and start standing and shoot prone, also have magazine changes. 
Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that's the uh, that is the main uh, target that we use. Not for any uh, uh, any prizes or anything, but we have to have something we can use as a diagnostic tool to see how the instruction is coming along, to see how people are getting it, and that's what we yeah, use. Yeah, the yeah, getting better. Yeah, you got to have a comparison. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just I just called and I was going to listen to your program. Like I said, I don't have a computer, and I oh, I got to check the news here a couple weeks ago. And I, and I listen to you, what, two Tuesday nights in a row now. I wish you guys were on a regular radio station so a guy could just be that way. Well, we're, we're, we're working on that. I'm working on trying to get uh, to get us uh, syndicated on an on a AM station. Uh, oh. and, uh, and we're getting closer to it. You know, we started, oh. out, uh, we started out just a little over a year ago. Uh, you know, it's just uh, it's just me, usually sitting on my front porch uh, with my telephone doing the show, and yeah. uh, and it takes a little while to get like some legitimacy to where you can uh, you can start calling people up and saying, uh, hey, would you uh, would you come and do a guest spot on the show, and uh, and for them to say to take it seriously and say yeah, and we're we're finally getting to that point, so okay. I'm really Good. I'm really happy about that. Where are you out of this three four seven number? The three four seven number actually goes to a New York server. I'm in Central Texas. Okay, okay, yeah. So, but for to do the show, I've got to call in to uh, New York to the servers there, and uh, that's the same number that you called into is a uh, is a New York number that goes to the servers, and then the New York uh, computer servers uh, they host the show. And, okay. Uh, so I just call in uh, for two hours every Tuesday night at seven to nine, and uh, they host the show. Well, uh, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to just I'm going to keep you on the air. I'm just yeah. going to uh, uh, to put you on mute here, and uh, and you can listen to the show. And I'll probably come back to you and uh, and ask you a couple more things before the end of the show. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, area code uh, 740, you're on the air. Hey, Scout, how are you? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. I'm on Tennessee right now and uh, heading home from the Davila shoot. <laughs> Where is your home? It's Ohio, Scout. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask you that, and you always seem shocked. <laughs> you know, I was telling Pop this weekend, I'm like, is, is Scout joking? Does he really not know where I'm from? <laughs> so a lot of people ask me, you know, where you're from. I said, well, you know, she says, she claims Ohio. I said, but I'm not sure that I've, that I've ever, like, called her and she was in Ohio. So I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you for sure that she lives in Ohio. Uh, you know, whenever I call her, she's in uh, California or, uh, you know, or Idaho or, you know, or Tennessee or, or something. So I said, I'm not, I don't know for sure that she's really in Ohio. We're going to have to do some more <laughs> investigating to find out if this is true or not. <laughs> well, how is your, how is the weather for, for you guys on the way home? For, for those of you guys listening, this is uh, Danky Dow. She just uh, she just came down this last weekend for the uh, 
for the uh, 26th, 27th shoot we had here in Davila. And uh, we had a great time with her here, had a great shoot. And uh, she drove through the snow and ice to get here. And I imagine you're driving through snow and ice again, aren't you? You know what? We're just ahead of the snowstorm by about an hour or two, so it's all good. <laughs> I was looking at the I was looking at the radar just a, a little while ago, and I and I saw that that uh, that the it, it looked like the main body of the storm was uh, was on the Texas Oklahoma Arkansas border heading east. Yep. Uh, as so long as I don't it, stop anywhere, <laughs> yeah. I'll still be ahead of the storm. Just keep driving, Carla. I know, right? <laughs> I'm gonna bring uh, I'm gonna bring Pop on with the, with us. Since hey, Pop on since, uh, since we didn't get enough of him already. Pop, welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> hey, Scout, Dinky, how y'all doing? <laughs> doing Pretty good. Great. Pop and that was, was a here. fantastic. Huh? Pop was uh was here this last weekend too, guys. And I want everybody to uh, to give Pop a uh, a nice warm welcome. Uh, into the uh, instructor cadre, uh, he got his uh, red hat, and uh, he's an official Appleseed full instructor. And uh, we sure want to welcome him to the to the group. Pop has worked uh, uh, long and hard with the Appleseed program. He's he's always been somebody I can count on, uh, and uh, he comes to the, all the events. He uh, he's one of the, the one of the guys that I, I can always count on to help me do the grunt work. Him and John, also known as Larry, uh, they uh, they are two of the guys that uh, that really help out a lot. Now, I, Pop didn't help me clean out the uh, toilets last time, but uh, no. <laughs> but he's he's always a great help. Well, tell them uh, tell the folks about the uh, the shoot you guys did yesterday, the uh, the informal uh, instructor <laughs> shoot. Well, we had fun, well, didn't we, Dinky? Oh, oh yeah. actually, yeah, we did. We we decided we was gonna shoot up some water bottles at 300 uh, uh, meters. So uh, we set some stuff up, and I put a big place marker up on the berm, and uh, everybody got to laugh, and they're like, "What's that for?" And I said, "Well, that's for Pop because there ain't no way he's gonna be able to see these bottles from 300 <laughs> meters out." <laughs> and they didn't believe me. <laughs> Once we got out there, they were like, "Well, yep, I guess that was right." <laughs> yeah. Mhm. Well, you've got these. You got folks all the time that say, "Oh yeah, I shot that deer at uh, 400 yards or 500 yards," and uh, and that's just they're, they're just looking out there and they're thinking it's 500 yards because you know you can you walk it off and it may only be 150 yards that they shot that deer off because 300 yards and 400 yards is a long shot, uh, a lot longer than most people think. Uh, you get out to 400 yards. And you look down at that target, and it's just a little tiny speck. And uh, 400 yards is a, uh, a nice, decent range. And 500 yards is the rifleman's quarter mile. That's what uh, we expect you to be shooting uh, with the Appleseed program, 500 yards. That's where that 26-inch uh, that across target is only a little tiny bump in the middle of what looks like your mile-wide front sight. Well, yeah, Scout. Those little those little water bottles at, at 300 yards, uh, absolutely. They just look like another speck of dust. You know, you can't tell. So, uh, Dinky put up a 
uh, a folded over red coat target above one bottle and just judging by the the height of that one piece of target uh, I was able to to sight and and I hit that bottle I did thank you Stinky. <laughs> it was fun hey but tell them what else you, you shot at oh. I, I put my old orange hat on on the the berm and everybody got to shoot at it Wow, we we just killed it, and uh, we'll we'll Strauman uh, uh, put uh, thirty caliber holes in it with a one grand, and uh, I shot it up with my twenty three, and uh, I think he shot her uh, XCR, and uh, we shot what a AK and a SKS. Golly, we had fun. Yeah, no, I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea. I think that we're that we normally shoot at uh, uh, at Applebee property because we don't. But Pop wore that orange hat now. I think it's uh, for close to two years, and I think he was really kind of aggravated. And uh, I think the only reason he didn't he didn't set it on fire is because it was usually on top of his head. So <laughs> now nah, that that was fun shooting at it. It really was. Yep. It meant a lot to me. Thanks everybody for for helping kill it. <laughs> That there, those water bottles, uh, we were actually at, uh, we uh, popped out a, a rangefinder, and where we were positioned out in the field, it was actually about uh, um, well, 350 yards. Well, it was about 336 yeah. meters, so um, somewhere around 350 yards uh, equivalent. And at that distance, shooting water bottles is subliminal shooting, so you have to be really good to actually hit something at that distance. So uh, um, I wasn't so sure anyone would hit anything um, out there, but uh, surprisingly enough, we took out two of the five bottles. So, and uh, the, uh, those berms that are on your left flank, that is a 300 and uh, 400 meter berms. I set those up because uh, that way, uh, once people are loaded, because you only load in the prone position at 300 and 400, uh, that. Uh, that nobody would be able to turn their rifles uh, and cover any of the rest of the the area. So that's the uh, those those two berms that are on the left flank of the shooting line. There are the 300 and 400 meter berms. Oh, scout! Guess what? I finally saw a cactus on your property. Because <laughs> 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 I was telling Pop and uh, Will and all those guys, and I said, you know, last time I came out here, Scout told me to watch out for the cactus, and I couldn't figure out what he was talking about. So I actually saw a cactus this time, a whole bunch of them, when we went over to the full distance area. So uh, I told them the story behind the whole cactus, though, and they started laughing. And then I told them, you know, the story about the, the snake beside the fence. But I didn't finish telling them, so now they're all mad at me because they didn't hear it. They said, only Scout can tell that story, so you have to ask Scout. <laughs> yeah, that, that really was cheap. She got us all excited here. You know, we're going to hear the story about this snake, and then she uh, quits. Right now. Well, I'll tell you all about it one night around the, the campfire after an event. Hey, Sam, welcome oh, yeah. to the show. Hey. Hello, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? Fantastic. Listen, I want to I congratulate you and uh, the rest of the New Mexico cadre uh, for an absolutely fantastic year you guys have had. Everybody, this is uh, Sam D. And 
I, I'm just telling you, I want to thank him for the uh, for the great year in New Mexico. Uh, congratulations on that, and uh, best wishes for the coming year because it's just going to get better. Well, thank you. Uh, we've got a great crew out here. They work hard. We finished out the year with a shoot at Carlsbad. No boots on the ground and still ended up with 22 shooters. And a fantastic time. Wonderful range. Wonderful people. Everywhere from 10 to 80. And uh, it's just a great shoot. Do you have pictures posted of the Carlsbad location? We do. Okay. I, I, I don't remember seeing any. I've seen the the raton and uh my gosh that's just gorgeous and uh but i don't remember seeing the carl's bed but i'll I'll look on the forum for it if you guys uh, if anybody wants to uh to see where we're shooting at and see pictures of the ranges you can usually see them in the after action reports uh for the apple seed event shoots if you go to the after action reports you'll be able to see pictures of the uh, of the shooting locations and the folks at the shoots and stuff <coughs> Uh, now, you guys have a uh, – where will you be on April 18th this year? I'm not sure yet. Uh, we're still playing with it. We're looking at having three shoots that weekend here. And uh, I still haven't decided where that third one needs to be. Set up for one in Albuquerque. We're set up for one in Raton. And I'm going to have to have one somewhere down here in the south part of the state. I want to have three shoots for that weekend this year. That's our goal. Still working at third location. Now, what about uh, what about you guys, uh, Pop? Did you get the uh, you have the Corpus location locked in? Yes, for I, the, did. I did. For I, that weekend? I have it locked in. Yes. And uh, Dinky, where will you be? Do you think? Well, I don't know yet. I have about eight people that have given me a. Uh, PM or email that want me to come out to their shoots. We're going to have at least five in Ohio, let alone. So I haven't quite made a decision as to where I'm going to go. But uh, unfortunately, Ohio does have preference. <laughs> right. So, because supposedly uh-huh. you're from Ohio. <laughs> supposedly. You're <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Well, you and uh, you and the guy are uh, usually somewhere on the road and uh, your cars look about the same too which is and I warn you warn you guys ahead of time do not open dinkies or the guys <laughs> car doors only allow them to do it because uh, because it could be an avalanche sounds like Molly's closet on wheels that's it <laughs> because uh they got everything they need for a uh, multiple Apple seed events stored in their uh, in their compact cars there. You know, uh, they, they joke about that. Um, we have a we have an instructor in Ohio. His name is Joe Arp, and he has a car. It's a it's a little teeny car. I think it's like you know, uh, uh, it's smaller than a Fusion, and we call his car the clown car because he has this little itty bitty car, but he has everything to run a shoot in there, and he's one of our main local boots on the ground guys here in Ohio. And it's just amazing that he'll just open, you know, a door up and things will just come out and keep coming out. Every time he puts his hand in, something comes out. And you just can't believe all this stuff came out of his car. So we call his car the clown car. 
So, uh, um, but his stuff is organized. Mine is not. So, yes, opening my doors is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been an absolutely great year, and uh, I don't know. I I started to sit down the other day to, to try and see how many uh, events I had done this last year, and uh, I still haven't... Uh, I still haven't figured it out yet. Dinky, you've done how many? Um, well, my last count was 35 for the year, and that didn't include uh, multiple IBCs and RBCs. So I'm not sure what my total count is for the year either. Right. Well, that's, uh, that's a lot of events. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, And next year... Of course, I guess you can. I guess you know this is one of those things, though, that uh, you're going to have to max out at around 52, right? Uh, <laughs> unless you can, uh, unless you can get some neighboring. Actually, uh, <laughs> actually uh, Fred, Fred and I have had this conversation already because uh, he said it's not possible for me to get in 52. Why am I trying? Because of Christmas and Easter. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's not possible to get in 52. So, yeah, that's kind of funny. Well, we've got a lot of sheets uh, coming up this next year, and uh, uh, let's see, Hawk, uh, Hawk hung up on me, but uh, he said we had, I believe he said we had 400 and, was it 460, 466 uh, for this last year, and I believe that uh, he said that right now there were approximately 230 or 235 on the books already, uh, which is uh, way more than we had in January of last year. So, and there's uh, uh, there's a an avalanche that's getting ready to come in uh, as soon as the new year starts because uh, that's when the uh, the different ranges and stuff will be uh, setting the uh, the year schedule and. Uh, I'm looking. I, I, I'm really excited about the uh, about the upcoming year, and uh, we have uh, 43 shoots. I think he said listed for the 18th already, and uh, which is, of course, uh, a lot more than we had uh, last year at this time. And uh, I'm just I'm very excited about uh, about this coming year because we're growing. Uh, you know we're growing at a rate that uh, is just, it's right on the verge of being too fast uh, in one way, and uh, and then when you look at it from a different perspective, you're thinking, are, are we going fast enough? Are we getting are we are we growing fast enough that uh, I always look at it like you know like a like a, a group of folks you know in an old pickup truck. Uh, racing up to the crossing to try and get there ahead of the train, and uh, and I always wonder if we're going fast enough, if we're going to if we're going to make it in time. Uh, but I have faith that we are. I have faith that that this program, that the Appleseed Project, is going to be one of the uh, one of the things, one of the deciding factors in. Uh, in providing the maintenance uh, 
for our nation. Well, I believe that we are. We're growing in a lot of ways that people aren't expecting, I believe. And uh, and we already have another military shoot on cap that we're looking oh, yeah? at. Where is this at? Uh, looks like it's going to be at White Sands Missile Range in early March. We have a uh, a company of combat engineers that want a little a little teaching, and we're going to try our best to accommodate them. Now, did you set this up? No, uh, Staple Gun D from over Las Cruces set it up. He okay. works out. In, uh, that's the Taylorwick there. Pardon me. But that's that's going to be set up and run in your in your uh, uh, in your state. Oh yes, right here in New Mexico. Hmm. Well, that's great. I was in uh, I was actually on Fort Hood today, uh, trying to. Uh, I was getting some parts uh, for my heating unit. Of course, I, I uh, Dinky and Pop know that. Uh, my heat went out on Christmas Eve, and uh, so I'm still trying to uh, to get it fixed. But uh, I was on Fort Hood today, getting the parts and uh, talking to folks there about uh, setting one up. And uh, what I'll probably what will probably end up happening first is having a big uh, all military shoot here. And then uh, using the folks that came to it as uh, like ambassadors to the to the units there to get a uh, major shoot set up there. I think that's the best way to go, unless you happen to have a couple of personal friends who are up in the up in the brass hat section of the bleachers. It, it it can be difficult, right? But I, once you uh, break into the the system on a given installation, that, uh, things will come up really quick, right? Because uh, you know I was working on one for about six months this last year, and uh, things were going so slow that by the time, but before before anything even became remotely concrete uh, they rotated out and uh, and deployed but uh, so so I'm gonna have to pick some you know pick some unit that uh, uh, maybe this just coming back so that uh, I'll have enough time to talk them into it before they redeploy uh, you may have to do that uh, it gets hard the, the deployment schedule is is pretty fast these days uh, when they are back on home station, you know they're off doing their uh, their training, getting their sustainment training up to speed, and uh, they're they're pretty busy guys. But I think if we stay on it, we'll gain a little acceptance here this year. We'll get a couple more of these under our belt, and I believe that we're gonna gonna become something that they're gonna look forward to and expect, which is just fine with me. <laughs> well, I I hope that. Uh... I hope the folks in the program are uh, keeping that up at the top of their list. Uh, 
as far as <clears throat> when they're thinking about folks to contact and who to put the word out to, you know, every town, uh, uh, you know, every town of any size will have a, a guard or reserve unit stationed there. You know, it'll be a home base for them, and uh, and there's nothing. Uh, uh, there's no paperwork or anything. Usually, you have to cut through to walk in to the, uh, you know, to the uh, the local guard armory uh, and talk to them about getting one set up. And you don't even have to uh, uh, you don't even have to do it yourself. I mean, you don't have to to tell them all the uh, stuff you want to do yourself. All you have to do is. Uh, is get to put them in touch with us. Uh, Sam, are you still on? I'm back. I'm back. I got cut off. Okay. All right. I was going to say I I just happened to look up look up at the switchboard, and uh, you disappeared, and then you came back on with a with a don't uh, don't put me on the air sign. Hmm. I didn't do that. I think that's just, <laughs> I think that's just what usually happens with whenever you first log on. Uh, you know, when I, the switchboard I see has, uh, you know, the phone numbers listed there, and then up right beside it will be, if, if you don't want to come on the air, you know, they, I guess they have a place for you to click, and then it has a hand, like stop, uh, you know, beside the number. <clears throat> so I saw that on yours, and I thought, well, I guess he's through talking. <laughs> But the easy, what I was saying is that the the best way that uh, most people can do it, uh, because there's, it doesn't take anything special. You don't need to be the the uh, apple seed salesperson. All you have to do is walk in to the local uh, guard or reserve armory, and there's usually one in each of the major cities. It's a home base. A lot of cities will, if it's the larger city, it may have uh, five or six or seven armories there. Just go in and uh, and just. Uh, Give the information to the folks there that, uh, hey, we have a uh, a nonprofit organization, the Appleseed Project, that would be willing to bring a uh, a group of instructors in and uh, give you guys a, a two-day rifle marksmanship course uh, at no charge. And uh, uh, most of them will, uh, most of those guys would uh, be glad to take that. Uh, especially folks like you, you were talking about like the combat engineers and stuff like that. Uh, Lord knows that most of the guys in the military do not get a lot of marksmanship training, let alone if your rifle is your secondary tool, like uh, like the combat engineers. You know, their primary tools are, uh, you know, bulldozers and earth-moving machines and all the way down to shovels. Uh, but... Uh, but they are combat engineers, which means they put themselves in the middle of harm's way uh, every time they go out, and they need to know how to use the rifle just as much as everybody else. So uh, I'm glad that uh, that we're going to get a chance to work with those guys. But there are folks in every city. There are units in every city, transportation companies, uh, military police. Uh, the list is on and on. And... Uh, if you're a an Appleseed person, then you're then you're also an Appleseed ambassador, and there's no reason that you can't walk into uh, one of the armories there, or just get on the phone and call them up and say, "Hey, this is what we have to offer for you. You know, a, a free uh, turnkey operation, 
uh, two-day rifle marksmanship course. And uh, I'm sure that uh, that if 50 people did that, that uh, 40 of the armories would uh, respond affirmative. If you go up to one of those uh, platoon leaders or the first sergeant or the company commander and tell them, look, I will double the number of people you have qualify on the first go, they'll listen. Oh, yeah, definitely, because uh, if you want to if you want to get promoted, uh, you have to have, I don't care who, what your job is, if you want to get promoted, especially if you're an officer, but if you want to get promoted, you're going to have to have a good marksmanship score. You're going to have to have a pass on that uh, rifle marksmanship. And if I, believe, you, uh, I believe now, I don't know, I don't remember what it was when uh, when I was in, but I believe now that uh, if if they can't get you to qualify, they'll actually put you out. That's right, they will. Which is, I guess, not that bad. Uh, not that bad of an idea because uh, you really need to know how to uh, how to handle your rifle. If uh, any of the people out there get a hold of their local guard armory and and they can't sell it or for whatever reason, don't hesitate to have them get a hold of one of us. Uh, my information is there on the site. You can give them my telephone number. And I'll sit down with them and talk with them, and, and uh, I'll be happy to try and sell it for you. Uh, this is a good thing. And it's especially good for your guard units and stuff. Nothing fits on a drill weekend like an apple seed. They're made for each other. Drill weekend's two days, and apple seed's two days. So they must be made to go together. Uh, so we need to get out there and do that. You know, I'm going to... Uh I'm actually, oh, thank goodness, finally my chat program opened up, and uh, so I can uh, I can actually see the folks now. Uh, I'm actually going to put that uh, back on my list of uh, priorities uh, tomorrow, and that is I'm going to contact uh, some more of the uh, the guard units. Now, uh, I've been making ever-increasing uh, uh, circles, ever-increasing, ever-expanding the uh, uh, the range in which I contact them. As a matter of fact, it, a couple of months ago, I was coming back from Houston, and uh, there was a unit. Uh, I don't know if they were uh, if they were heading to. Uh, uh, Fort Hood or where, I didn't ask them. They were on the road toward Fort Hood, but there was a big convoy of them, and uh, <clears throat> I actually pulled up onto the uh, the left-hand side of the uh, the lead vehicle and uh, rolled down my window, motioned to them to roll down theirs, and handed them uh, the uh, packet, uh, you know, one of my ready-made packets, with my cell phone number scribbled on the top of it, and then uh, pantomime for them to call me. And uh, the guy called, and he was very polite. Uh, Hello, sir. Hello, sir. And uh, and I told them, uh, you know, what we did, what we offered, and uh, they said that they would uh, 
they would seriously consider it. Uh, I believe that he said that they were on the way to uh, an annual training at Fort Hood. Yes, my chat room just opened. It just now opened, and I have no idea why I have so much trouble with this, unless it's unless it's on purpose. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it, I tell you, at the top of the uh, at the top of my switchboard, at the top of my uh, my Blog Talk Radio account, there is now a big uh, banner on the top that says uh, for for a premium service, click here. Sign up for premium <laughs> service here, and uh, you know that's the pay side. I'm still on the free one because I'm I'm already paying uh, a, a huge amount so that I can have the bandwidth in order to run the show. You know, I had to get uh, a new computer and then uh, like the premium uh, satellite service so that I could actually run this, the the uh, the show, run the radio show. Uh, so I was <laughs> hesitant about about paying extra for the blog talk show, but yes. Yeah, you mean to you mean to tell me that rock and stick you were using before wasn't working for you as a computer scout? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's about that's about the the size of my technical skill there, the rock and the skill. Now I, I, I'm guessing that you're talking about my my talk at the Appleseed, uh, you know, where I start talking to them about uh, the redcoats in the morning, the first thing in the morning. I'm talking to them about the uh, 100, 200, 300, 400 meter targets scaled down, and then the 250 meter uh, approximate head size shot. And uh, you know, I'm explaining to them that. This was a distance that these guys, they could shoot uh, and hit a head-sized target at 250 yards consistently, consistently. And, you know, I explained to them then, I said, we're talking about guys using a, a rifled musket. But this musket was made by hand by somebody, you know, with a fire and a big hammer and uh, they're banging on this rifle, and they're just looking at it, and they keep bending it uh, as they're looking down the barrel, looking along, you know, the outside of the barrel to make sure that they've got it straight, right? And then uh, these guys are shooting this rifle musket, <clears throat> and the way they're doing that is they, uh, you know, they pour some loose gunpowder down the barrel, and then uh, they ram a... Uh, you know, a lead projectile down the barrel and then some straw or some cloth or some paper down it. Then they open up the frizzing pan, they pour some loose gunpowder in there, and then they pull back this metal arm that has a rock attached to it, a rock. When they squeeze the trigger, that metal hammer causes that rock to hit another piece of metal, which makes a spark. I mean, you hear what I'm saying? A rock. They used a rock, R-O-C-K, rock, hitting a piece of metal. <laughs> and then that ignited that loose gunpowder, which burned its way through a uh, igniter hole in the barrel to set off the main charge. This is a lot of stuff that has to go on at once. And uh, 
they are able to keep all of this control, have the uh, main charge in the barrel fire. Normally they have nothing more than a, a little bead on the end of the barrel as their sight, and they're consistently hitting a 10-inch target at 250 yards with the rock as the hammer. So, so I, can you, count, I can count on those guys with their uh, computer-controlled machining and, uh, you know, their, uh, their, their super-grained uh, gunpowder, uh, everything computer-controlled uh, and uh, uh, their optics, their sights and everything else. There should be uh, no one who cannot pop uh, that round in there at 250 yards. Especially not whenever it used to be done by a guy that had a, uh, you know, a rifle musket that somebody hammered out on uh, in some fire and steel, and that they used a rock to make it fire. I mean, you can think about that. That that's, uh, you know, it, it's almost cavemanish back then. You're going to use a rock, a big chunk of rock held in a vice that slams against another piece of metal and makes a spark. Whoa, spark, fire, bang! And uh, and they're consistently hitting a, uh, a head-sized target at 250 yards. To me, that's just absolutely amazing. If you ever want to learn about trigger control and follow through, I highly recommend a flintlock rifle. Yeah. You'll yeah, learn trigger and you'll learn follow through an NPOA really quick. Yeah, yeah, because squeezing the trigger doesn't do anything. At least not at first. You got to squeeze that trigger and then you got to hold it and hold it and hold it. And then you get an explosion right there on your face that uh, can, they, it can burn all the hair off on one side of your head, and uh, and you got to sit there through that. While that explosion goes off, because that explosion going off right beside your face, burning your hair and your face, that doesn't mean that the projectile has left the barrel yet. It just means that in a little while it will. So you still have to sit there. That will in a modern. That will certainly teach you uh, to do some follow through. In a modern rifle, the time between when you pull the trigger and and the bullet leaves the muzzle is measured in thousandths of an inch, thousandths of a second. Right. But, but with that flintlock, you can count the fractions of a second out loud between the time you pull that trigger and that bullet leaves the bore. It takes a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can count. And, uh, and now I had, uh, I had one of the guys, and, of course, now his, he shall remain nameless, but... Uh, he brought a uh, a flintlock here one uh, oh about a year ago. He was showing me his new flintlock and uh, and showing me how it works. And he was very proud of it, although he had no real knowledge, uh, you know, how to run it because uh, uh, it turns out that the the flint wasn't set up so that it made a square hit on the. It wasn't chipped right. That's the other thing. Is this rock, you know, has to be kind of, it has to be lovingly uh, cared for, in order to for it to work right. And uh, his didn't. 
So finally, uh, he got frustrated. And I told him, I said, well, let me see if the flint, if it's set right. But uh, he he was too uh, insistent on on making it fire anyway. And uh, <laughs> so he pulled out uh, a lighter and holding the the musket in his left hand uh, forward of the breech, he popped open the prison pan and put the lighter on it. And uh, just about, uh, I saw what he was doing right at the last second. And uh, I put my hand out and put it on the butt because uh, otherwise it would have taken off out of his hand. But uh, you can count. You, uh, you can sit there and count uh, an actual amount of time. You squeeze that trigger, and uh, all those things have to happen in order, uh, and they all have to function correctly to get that musket to fire. Now, you think about uh, what a lot of people don't think about, because now, uh, in modern-day uh, combat, <clears throat> uh, you can have combat in the snow, the rain, uh, everything else, because everything is sealed up pretty good. We have shoots all the time uh, in the pouring rain, and the rifle still managed to fire. Now, back then, that was a very iffy thing. Uh, it only took a little bit of water to close down a battle, and uh, and then it was just uh, bayonets and buttstocks. Are we on? Yeah. Okay. Sound like I lost my connection again. Well, that's I what finally I got my. That's what I thought too. We finally got the computer going again here now. We have the same issue that you do. But I got a couple inches of climate change coming down, and and that kind of interferes with the satellite. Yeah, we had. Uh, uh, we actually had sleet today. Now we had snow on Christmas Eve, but uh, and even though it was a uh, a thick enough and a hard enough blowing snow that it was hard to see through, uh, you none of it stuck on the ground. I mean, there was no white on the ground. Now there were white. Your your car and your windshield might be covered with snow, and of course, if you went to whenever I pull up to the gas station, I saw big chunks of uh, ice and stuff that had fallen off the vehicles, but but you couldn't see any snow on the ground. Uh, the same thing with today with the sleet. Uh, you know, there was, uh, there was ice on top of the cars, but no real ice on the road or the ground, thank goodness. We had, uh, like I said, we had about three inches of that climate change hit the ground today, and uh, it was really interesting. A lot of comedy out on the highways here because people in New Mexico, at least southern New Mexico, they don't know too much about that white stuff. <laughs> well, there's not uh, there's not a lot of snow in the southern New Mexico? No. It generally comes <laughs> down for one day a year. We're actually, this is our third time this year. So these people are uh, getting really excited. Those of us from back up north, we uh, 
we get to sit back and get a little free entertainment. <laughs> well, we get uh, we get very little snow here, and uh, usually it only takes uh, one or two snowflakes for them to uh, to start yelling, close the schools. <laughs> well, see, I'm a Yankee, so I didn't think there was snow in Texas. So the trip down was quite the surprise. But then once I got there, I was blamed for actually bringing it from Ohio to Texas. So I'm not really sure how that actually turned out. <laughs> uh, I still have a hard time dealing in winter without snow. I grew up halfway between Cleveland and Buffalo, and, and if I don't get snow, I don't know what to do. <laughs> wow. Well, we don't. Uh, we very seldom get snow here. I was telling one of the uh, the folks at the shoot this weekend that uh, the I think the last time. Well, there's been there have been a couple of times that snow has has come down, but the only time it really came fairly thick was uh, on a Christmas back in the early 70s. In this was in Houston, and uh, because I remember making the snowman. Uh, you know, a nice big snowman, but uh, you know the Christmas the the snowman that you make in Houston is a lot different than than anywhere else because it's just a a nasty old uh, snowman with you know piles of leaves and pine needles sticking out of it uh, because you're rolling up those the snow you know into a snowball and it's picking all the leaves and everything up with it and. Uh, it's hard to tell us even. It looks like a, like a snowman with a ghillie suit on. We've had a great year here. We've had shoots uh, all the way from uh, the below freezing. Uh, we had a shoot at the beginning of the year this year. And I was looking at the video of it because I'm I'm trying to put together uh, a short section for the for an Appleseed uh, video that talks about the fact that at Appleseed we shoot in all weather, uh, no matter what it is, other rather, other than lightning. That's the only thing we stop for is lightning. But other than that, we shoot in all weather. And uh, at the beginning of the year we had a an event that was, uh, I mean, it was just cold as could be. And the thing that made it really cold is that we had. Uh, uh, probably about a 30 to 35 knot wind. Now, it was bone dry because in the video, you can see the dust uh, blowing, and it almost looks like snow, but it's it's ice-cold dust. And uh, we had that at the beginning of the year. We had uh, cold rain uh, a month or two later. Uh, we had warm rain. We had... Uh, a, the drought uh, in the middle of the year, we uh, where we had uh, a shoot in, uh, I believe it was 106 or 107 degrees, and uh, one of the guys there had one of the uh, uh, the wet bulbs, and I believe the heat index was 138 degrees. Uh, we had a shoot in that. We had a shoot in a hurricane uh, last year. Uh, we had a shoot in a tornado last year. And these, this is just here at Davila. Uh And then 
I would say at least uh, 30% of the shoots have been uh, in rain, uh, not just here at Avila, but in in the, the events uh, all across the, the nation that I've been to. Uh, I'd say at least uh, one-third of them have been in the rain. So we shoot regardless of the weather, which is – I was talking to some of the uh, retired military today, and uh, and we were actually talking about that, about how uh, that we no longer really consider uh, – we no longer feel we have any real need to prove we can rough it by – camping out in inclement weather because we've done that uh, quite a bit and uh, you know I told them I said you know I've spent I, I probably won't uh, won't live uh, long enough that the days that I spend inside uh, you know are greater than the days that I've spent outside and uh, and I consider roughing it for me would be a fairly decent hotel with a 400 count uh, thread sheets, and, uh, <laughs> because I don't really—I mean, I, I already know I can rough it. I don't really have any desire to, to or need to prove it to anybody. Uh, so, but the only thing that I have left uh, that I ever rough it at really is uh, is at apple seeds, and, uh, and of course the reason for that is because we want folks to know what their rifle systems do in in whatever weather they're going to face. If it's hot, dry sand blowing, then you need to know how many rounds you can fire, how much uh, sand you can pour directly into the action of your rifle before it starts to malfunction, how your rifle fires when it's full of water, how you fire, how you act uh, whenever you're soaking wet and cold, how that affects uh, how you make the shot. These are things that you need to know, and there are things that you're usually, uh, unless you're active duty, these things you're only going to find out at an apple seed because nowhere else do you do you go to a range and you because nowhere you're going to say your buddy's not going to come to your house and say, hey Sam, Dinky, uh, Pop, let's let's I know it's rainy outside, but let's go to the range and let's <laughs> lay in the mud, let's lay in the mud for ten hours today, and then hey, just for kicks, let's do it again tomorrow. Let's do it again tomorrow, and uh, and let's not even go home and take a hot shower. Let's just get in our tent and try and, and find some way to stay warm and uh, not even take our clothes off because we're freezing, <laughs> and let's go lay in the mud tomorrow and do the same thing. What do you got, What do you say? Because they would look at you and go, are you crazy? And yet that's what we do at the, at the apple seed events because, uh, because we have the events. Rain, sun, snow, shine, tornado, hurricane, because uh, we're dedicated to getting the word out, to giving the people the instruction, the skills, the techniques they need to become the masters of their rifle, and at the same time to make sure that they hear the story of those men and women who uh, who didn't sit inside it in the warm, who got together uh, in good weather and bad weather for eight long years, in order to, in order that we have the nation that we have now. So I don't know how dinky how you're doing it, but I see that you're talking on the phone. <laughs> you're you're typing on your obviously it's got to be your telephone. Typing on your telephone at the same time because it sees it 
you've you've arrived in Nashville, and you say you only have eight <laughs> eight hours to go. You're not going to stop and uh, get a, a room for the night. No, I. Uh, I is Dave, uh, is Dave in the car with you still? He is. He is. That's that's okay. the only reason I'm in right now. All right, <laughs> Dave. Keep an eye on her so that uh, <laughs> so she doesn't uh, uh, so she pays attention while she's going. You know, I remember yeah. one night uh, I was traveling with a, my buddy, and I we were trying to make it to uh, uh, out to West Texas uh, to climb. Uh, we were on a climbing trip. And uh, we said, you know, we, we only have the weekends. We had to drive all the way from the university uh, out to uh, uh, Pecos, I mean, out to uh, uh, Big Ben to uh, to climb. So we drove through the night. And uh, I remember him saying, he goes, I'm going to drive. He goes, but you have to promise that you're going to stay awake, and, you know, and help me drive and, and, and make sure that I'm awake. And I said, no problem. I said, you know, I'm, I want to get there safe, too. And... Uh, and I didn't. I fell asleep. And whenever I woke up, I, I, I realized I was asleep and I shouldn't have been. And, uh, and it took me a few seconds to realize that. And I said, oh, okay, it's okay. I'm not driving. And then I looked over at him, and he was asleep. And uh, he was driving. And uh, I reached over and I put my hand on the steering wheel because I was afraid that if I just yelled that he would, he would jerk it and we would fly off the highway. But uh, I mean, that was uh, for me. That was a very, a very scary moment in my life to to open my eyes and look at him, and his eyes were closed. Because how, how do you, how long was it like that? Who knows? You know, I mean, who knows how long we had driven with both of us asleep? <laughs> That's when you uh, make sure uh, uh, you pick another buddy next trip you go on. <laughs> no, we just said, well, "That's it." So we're. We rolled down the windows, and uh, we had, like, enforced uh, conversation. And uh, so, yeah, well, if anybody was supposed to get fired for that, it was me, because, you know, he was driving. I was supposed to be watching him. (laughs) Now, I'm I'm having a really hard time believing that you would have to have forced conversation, Scout. Because I'm telling you, Scout talks 24-7. I can't believe that... uh, there had to be forced conversation in that car. <laughs> hey, uh, not when I'm not when I'm tired. When I'm tired, all conversation is is over. Uh, the only reason that you guys are getting conversation right now is because uh, on uh, on the nights whenever you do the when I do the shows, uh, I make a big pot of coffee. Uh, right before the show and start uh, slugging it down to uh, make sure that uh, you know that I that I keep up uh, the conversation otherwise it would start slowly you know slowly making a downhill curve you know I I do want to say this scout I I I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed your um uh, history talk this weekend I'm telling you, I've heard history so many times. Every weekend I go out, I get to hear the story, you know, over and over again. But I tell you what, I I laughed through that whole entire story. It was great. Scout does a good job of bringing things to life. And he has a um, perspective that is just so interesting. And I tell you, I was in tears laughing by the time it was done. It was was that good. I I really enjoyed it, Scout. So I, I appreciate you doing that for us. 
The second strike. <laughs> the third the strike, strike was a little bit. Uh, the third strike for me was a little bit hard on Sunday because uh, on Sunday it was just bone chilling cold, and uh, and my feet were going were 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 going numb. My hands were going numb, and uh, I was having to really concentrate to keep from uh, you know talking in that chattering. Uh, that chattering voice, you know, the uh, when I was telling the story. So the the third strike was a little bit rough for me, but uh, the second strike the day before was good, and I, I enjoy I enjoy all of them. But the first and second strikes for me are, uh, you know, are very interesting because they they're they're very important. You know, you have a you have a group of people who are who are having to face uh, a situation, you know, a very difficult and dangerous situation, and and you see how they reacted to it, what they did, uh, you know, the decisions that they made at the time when it really mattered, and uh, to me, that's always uh, very exciting. And very interesting. I loved it. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I I can I can tell you that was it. And it's not that you're trying to be entertaining. I don't think you're actually trying to be entertaining. You're just doing it in true scout fashion. And 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 just to to sit around and listen to scout is a hoot anyway. So you know, I tell you what, you really made that second strike pop. It was it was fun. <laughs> well, thanks. I'd like to. Uh... What I'd like to do is start getting uh, start getting folks to record their uh, their three strike stories uh, on on Thursdays. You know, Thursday. Well, it can be any day. It can be any day of the week. Well, we can set it up. Uh, it can be any day of the week, any morning, any night, anything. But uh, get them to start recording. Uh, there are three strikes of the match stories and, and any of the incidental stories also uh, so that they can be archived and folks can listen to them whenever they want, uh, you know, to help them get their stories down. So, and I'd like to get this started up uh, pretty soon. I, I guess I'll post on the the forum about it and then uh, uh, Sam, you've got uh, – a good set of stories. Why don't you volunteer to uh, to be one of the first folks to do it? Well, if, if somebody wants that bad, I'll do it. <laughs> All right, and uh, and same thing with you, Dinky. When you guys let's uh, let's set it up so we can start recording uh, the uh, recording the three strikes of the uh, the match stories, and uh, it can like I said, it can be any time. Uh, because it doesn't have to be a regular show. Uh, I can set the time up at any time, and uh, then it'll just go into the archives uh, as a show. Hey, Respiratory Pop put on the chat room. I sat here reading it. It says, Scout, if we record the three strikes, then we can just play the tapes of the shoot. <laughs> no, no, that don't work. <laughs> That, 
that'll be around the campfire, Pop. Around the campfire with the, you know, the projector and the s'mores and all that good stuff you guys had on Saturday that I missed. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll play them in. Yeah, we could do that, and we could we could actually do the whole we could actually do the whole event like that, and just start offering online uh, apple seeds, you know, just, uh, have the whole thing Virtual recorded. Experience. <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead and set that up and do that. And uh, matter of fact, uh, Sam, you have—I uh, gave you all the, uh, the info on how to uh, uh, to log on and uh, how to set up the shows and everything. So uh, you're welcome to do that, or I can I can come on and. Uh, you know, we can do it together, introduce it. <clears throat> There's also uh, a technique that uh, that I believe JB, either JB and Fred did. Uh, I believe that Son of Martha said it was JB and Fred. I thought that I remembered JB and Son of Martha doing it, but uh, Son of Martha said it was JB and Fred. And we called it the, uh, the Huntley and Brinkley uh, story. And... Uh, and I've used that a couple of times uh, here at the Davila Appleseeds, uh, especially with uh, when we were doing the boot camps and uh, getting the new instructors, getting them set up uh, to tell the story. And I may start doing that with the IITs. And uh, what you do there is <clears throat> you get uh, you get the IITs to start telling the story, and. And since they're not completely uh, familiar or comfortable with it, you get them to start telling the story. And if they come to, you know, you'll see them get to a point where they are searching for a way to continue on with the story or they're, or they're grasping. And then, uh, and then you step in and you, you lift the story back up. And then uh, you'll get to a point where you can see that they're ready again and you hand it back to them. And then, uh, then they'll tell some more of the story. And if you see them get uh, to a point where they're they're getting uh, rougher on the edges again, then you step back in, and uh, and it helps them get confident and uh, take some of the pressure off them. But you can also do it with a couple of guys that are very familiar with the story too, because uh, you know it works just as well. Because you have uh, you know you have the story coming from two different viewpoints but at the same time and uh, I think that the, the story is the story can be done quite well in that fashion okay. have you, have you, have either of you guys ever tried that the uh, multiple instructors telling stories at the same time you know we did that no. once we did that once down in a, um, it was Knob Creek, Kentucky and it was really cool because we had a whole entire crew um, that weren't familiar with working with each other. We had Collie Cat down from uh, uh, Wisconsin. We had several of my Ohio crew down. Um, we had uh, um, Mudcat was there, and we had um, oh, Mighty Mouse, and there was no real plan as to who was going to tell the history. So once we got there, we just all started off rattling with a piece, and, and just someone else jumped in, and then someone else jumped in. And it was just totally by fluke. It wasn't planned, and it ended up being really cool. And Sometimes you have a bunch of structures where, you know, it can just mesh like that. And I, I tell you what, I was, we've only done it once, or at least I've only experienced it once, but it was, I thought, the neatest thing ever. So 
if if I ever repeat that experience, it'll be fantastic. But I I don't know that 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 just it just fell into place, I guess. Well, it, that's it worked well because it usually does work well because it it usually is a good technique because uh, as the one person is telling the story, the other person is gathering their thoughts and uh, and getting ready to make a fresh. Uh, you know, kind of a fresh attack on the uh, the story. So, you know, it usually ends up working really good. You know, I've never done it intentionally. Uh, I stepped in to help a guy once, and we ended up finishing that way, and it came off very well. But I've never tried it on purpose. Well, the I see that, uh, let's see, Java guy has put on here saying that... Uh, to do the instructor's manual, and uh, that's actually <clears throat> that's actually the way that uh, the the idea for the radio show got started in the first place. It wasn't really for uh, for talking about Appleseed or having guests on the show. That's starting to work really well, and because because we're getting more legitimacy, uh, it's finally opened it up to where uh, the guests in the coming year are actually going to be a lot bigger, uh, and you know, because we're because we have a legitimate show now. But the the original intentions of those of the Alpha uh, program was for was to be an a uh, an audio course for the Apple C program, and uh, that's something that I'm going to talk about at the uh, the master instructors meeting uh, this weekend in uh, North Carolina. Sam, are you coming to that? No, I'm not going to be able to get off and, and get back there. All right. Well, that's what uh, that's the, the original intent of the program was to put all of the uh, all of this stuff online uh, and the audio of it, so that folks who uh, so that the new instructors uh, could could go to one of the shows and say uh, say one of the shows is uh, was about calling the line. Here's how you call the line, and then uh, you'd actually go through how you call it, how you call the line, why you do it this way, uh, what the duties are of the line boss, the RSOs, the LSOs, etc., and then uh, and then have another uh, uh, section of it, the uh, you know how to safety the line, you know the duties of the RSOs during safetying the line, uh, etc., uh, how to uh, teach natural point of aim, how to teach the six steps. And uh, have this done as a uh, as an audio lecture, so that people can uh, uh, can access it, listen to the listen to the class. Uh, because reading the manual is good, and uh, and you should be doing it before every event. But being able to hear one of the master instructors, uh, you know, give a class on it is was really the the intent of this of the radio show. And uh, I I'd like to. To get back to that and start having the uh, master instructors uh, develop the classes and put them in the archives so that people can access uh, uh, the classes for for any section of the Appleseed event, you know, including the history, having the the stories done by multiple folks, uh, and then having the classes done uh, on everything from uh, you know how to uh, how to do the admin. To how to give the benediction on Sunday.
So that's one of the things that I'm going to talk about uh, at the uh, at the meeting is uh, getting this uh, getting this set up so that uh, uh, so that we can start getting that done. And we should have. Uh, uh, there's also a. Uh, uh, there's also a new. Uh, a new program that's out. I say it's new. It's not that new, but it's uh, it's just like Blog Talk Radio, only it's a uh, Blog Talk uh, Television, so that uh, you have an actual. Uh, uh, you know, video uh, show going. And, uh, who's, who's I, just got this, I, I, I just got this visual of, you know, driving in the car for two days, looking like Skank hadn't had a shower for three, and being on the show. I'm thinking, no, video, no, back out. <laughs> <laughs> no video. <laughs> well, this would, that would be a great way to, uh, you know, to... Uh, to add another layer to uh, <laughs> to teaching to teaching them, uh, you know how to how to safety the line, and then uh, showing them uh, what uh, is safe on a ten twenty two, what's safe on a uh, an M fourteen, what's safe on an SKS. Here's how it, here's how to safety it. Here's what it looks like safe. You know, showing them how to uh, uh, to check the line, make sure it's safe. Showing folks how to dress the line, you know, how to uh, uh, how to set the line up, how to uh, to get into the prone position, the steady hold factors for the prone position, what to look for, uh, you know, how to how to uh, make up a loop sling, uh, you know, how to uh, teach the seated position, uh, and then. Uh, uh, and then some uh, video of folks uh, telling the uh, the story, you know, so you can see the faces of the guys. Uh, the story, the the story of April nineteenth, seventeen seventy five, for me, is the best part of the event. I mean, that's just I love to shoot. I I can shoot all day. I could shoot through uh, my kids' college fund uh, very easily, but. The best part of the apple seed is the story. That's whether I'm telling it or or whether a fresh IIT is telling it. Uh, either way for me, it's just absolutely uh, the highlight of the, you know, of the weekend. And uh, and seeing someone telling the story and listening to them uh is a is a great way to learn it. So you can see the folks telling the story in an animated fashion, not just a, uh, uh, not just a drab recitation of facts, but to watch somebody tell the story in an animated fashion, you know, telling you that they believe it and making you believe it. Well, listen, guys, the uh, the English lady is yelling in my ear <laughs> that there's uh, 60 seconds left. So uh, I want to thank everyone for. Uh, for calling in tonight and uh, for listening in, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, 2010 and all the great events, all the new folks that I'm going to meet, all the uh, the best 
America, simply the the best Americans that the country has to offer. And uh, I look forward to meeting uh, as many of them as I can at uh, Apple Seeds. Uh, God bless each and every one of you guys uh, involved in the program. And uh, God bless you and your families. And I look forward to seeing uh, every one of you uh, on the Appleseed Trail in the coming year. Uh, thanks to everybody again tonight, and we will see you uh, next Tuesday uh, in 2010. And I'll see uh, a lot of you guys this coming weekend in North Carolina. Uh, take care of yourselves, and uh, and God bless all of you. You guys going to say anything? Hi, Scott. Good night, everybody. Bye, Dickie, Sam, after me. Hi, guys. Alonzo, Paul, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs> All right. Happy New Year to you guys. Bye. And cross-eyed. Bye. Good night. All right. <laughs> you guys take care, and uh, we'll see you uh, in 2010. All right, and uh, thanks to all the folks in the uh, chat also. The the show is still on. We're just not streaming live, but you should be able to hear it uh, in the recorded archives. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, God bless you all. God bless your families. Good night.